Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America and all your ships at sea. Let's go to press. Today, uh, instead of coming from the bunker, I come from the beautiful, gorgeous uh, spring day here in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, it's, uh, apparently, it's the only nice day we're going to have. Tomorrow's going to be rainy again, so I want to get out here while the sun was still out. Enjoy some of this beautiful nature. Look at all this stuff happening around trees and billowing bushes and such. And there's Dang Cheeto in the White House. <laughs> there's a goddamn Cheeto in the White House. There's a worldwide pandemic, economic collapse on a on a on a on a on a, on a, on a way that like the post uh, like the post Keynesian economy world economy has never had to deal with. Kim Jong-un might be dead. And there's a goddamn Cheeto in the White House. How the hell are you supposed to make sense of it? How do you, how do you make sense of it, Ed Tom? It's goddamn beyond everything. It's goddamn beyond everything, Ed Tom. It isn't the one thing. It's a dismal tide. Not the one thing. Not the one thing. <sighs> the evening redness of the West. How you guys doing? Uh, someone says fuck me for streaming right now? Why would I want to stream any other time? Look at this. The sun is literally in my face, for God's sake. I don't know how much longer that's going to last. Uh, I hate edibles because you can never guarantee what you're going to get or like how long it's going to last. I hate all that. Edibles are for like when you go into a movie or something and you, need, and you, you have to, you know, you're going to be out of the house. Like, edibles, I don't understand the point of edibles in quarantine. I guess, like, to get surprised by yourself. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I'm way higher than I thought I was. I guess. I don't know. I've only been smoking. But I'm also, I am also have other things other than, uh, other than acid, or, I'm, so, I'm sorry, other than, uh, other than weed that might be contributing. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to crossfade, I guess you call it. I gotta say, um, I'm drinking a lot less than I used to, like alcohol. So, you know, if something's got to give, I'd rather it be booze. Uh, my, I don't know if microdosing is the word for it. Uh, how you guys doing, man? Uh, how are you guys living in this year of the Cheeto? Anim animo Cheetone. Would that be it? Animo Cheetone. AC. The year of the Cheeto. The year of the Frito-Lay Cheeto product. Like we're in a goddamn David Foster Wallace book. And the thing is, is that you may make fun of Wallace all you want, but he got it. He knew it was coming more than anyone. He knew it was coming. He saw it. The year of the, the, the subsidized time. I mean, there's no figure in, like, pre, like, especially right around 
the turn of the millennium, there's no figure in uh, science fiction or literary um, uh, uh, fiction that heralded Trump more than Johnny Gentle, famous crooner, the uh, the nonpartisan uh, president of the Onan Confederation uh, that would rule near future America in infinite jest. The thing about, like, people hating David Foster Wallace basically happened because, like, guys, a, a guys have always, there's, a, there's, a, I hate to sound too red pill here, but this is just a fact, is that, like, you know, there are certain uh, strategies for uh, attracting women that certain men adopt, and ones who aren't physically capable of doing so uh, use, uh, 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 use the, the, use, um, Use their 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 wiry their their wits and what have you. They're uh, fuck. Basically, what I'm saying is that you 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 goof on the the jocks with like the art girls, but eventually the jocks aren't there anymore. It's just you and the art girls in Brooklyn. So now what do you do? <laughs> like you know, none of you know how to play football. Uh, none none of you uh, none of you could change a tire. So who's who's the jock? Who's the scary masculine guy that? You can convince the more anxious of your female uh, friends that you're not like. Well, he beats David Foster Wallace. It gets, gets pretty sad. Like they're really, that's like, uh, like when when they're, when they're going after when they're making it being bro-like to read a book that a fifteen hundred page book, then those terms have been destroyed of meaning. Those those terms don't mean anything. If, if, if reading a fifteen hundred page book makes you a fucking a bro, then there isn't a, the bro doesn't mean anything. It's a totally relative term that's just used as a way to distinguish yourself. Anyway, infinite jest. He got what was coming. He got what uh, the he got like the psychological interiority that late capitalism produced better than anybody. In my opinion, and you might say, "Well, that's because you're a white male." And it's like, "Yeah, probably because he was too." And that's part of the reality of it. Like the part of the uh, part of that like maddening, generalizable, but then also so like neurotically and 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 and, and specifically individuated, so that like I can think it's my, totally my own, and also feel it's universal, because uh, that's the way that that's that's relate that uh, reflects the same. Uh, uh, facets of capitalism. It's infinite in malleability and customizability. So, that state of mind, I think he gets that better than anyone. But of course, it's filtered through the mind of a white male dude bro. So, white male dude bros read it and they get that, I think, more readily because they have fewer... They don't have to translate it. It's, it's straight. It's like reading something in its original language as opposed to a translation. Or having to do the translation to yourself from a second language. Like, that's the difference. Yeah. I think that is it. So, yeah. So, uh, DFW stands for Dudes Fucking Winning. Now, he wasn't a genius about everything. I like the fact that he wrote, like, that mathematics book, and, like, all mathematics say no. He was a moron. He had no idea what he was talking about. Like, but because it's mathematics, and, like, that's the kind of thing that... Because that's the thing that made him a genius to 
these because like the thing about people like me is at the end of the day and i think this is almost universally true gun to the head people like me who like maybe know a little bit about history maybe have a little bit of a, 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 a ability to like synthesize concepts maybe they can recall ideas maybe they can you know be maybe they can bring a bit of insight into a text uh that maybe you couldn't if you were reading it uh we all think and if there's anybody who is who thinks that they're like me in this and disagrees, you can fucking take it up with me because I won't. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever believe you. I'll think you're lying. Uh, who doesn't think that like hard science uh, intelligence people with that are like smarter than they are? Uh, and so the fact that he was this you know consummate uh, uh, indoor theater kid, but also kind of a jock a little bit, and then also. I'm a scientist, a real smart person. Come on, that's, that's, he's literally like creating himself as like the 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 ideal version of the like the late American male that synthesizes everything that came before, like the dialectical uh, uh, embodiment of the late American white male. Like that's what he was. And that mathematics, but the thing is what I'm saying, but, but the joke of that is that he wasn't actually very good at mathematics, according to actual mathematicians. And I have no way of judging what they say, but people who are smart in math say no, his math, math was terrible. Uh, and that like all of his books on hard math are riddled with errors that, like, uh, that are very basic. Uh, and I just, like, that's another thing like the paddock shooting. I don't know if that's true, and I never will, because I don't know how to count. I can't count on my fingers. I need my fingers to count. I'm not kidding. Like, I literally, I got, I'll say, no, I won't say that. But I'm I'm basically can't do math, like beyond what's asked of my fingers. So I have no idea if he knew what he was talking about. The people who know what they're talking about say he doesn't didn't know what he was talking about. Anyway, but anyway, that's why he was like he was the he was the full spectrum. He was the embodied man. You know, he was the man in full. Hilariously, like. uh it's kind of funny that uh, that Tom Wolfe wrote a book in that exact same time period that's about the same phenomenon that he called a man in full, but because, of course, he was writing it from the perspective of the fucking boomers, uh, it didn't capture it because, you know, he couldn't translate the moment. But you could have called him that. Like, a, a biography of him could have been called that. Ugh. Instead of whatever the hell... The, what, what the name of that biography of him ended up being called, like, a ghost story is a love story or whatever the fuck... People were talking smack about me on the Tom Pynchon subreddit. What? What? Because I read it? Because I read against the day? I only said good things about Pynchon. I don't understand why they'd be mad at me. And I have not claimed a knowledge about Pynchon that is above my station, which is, I'm sure, what they really get mad about. Is anybody referencing Pynchon doesn't understand it at the level that they do? Which, of course, you know, that's up for them to decide. I would never make that claim. But uh, I don't know. So I never said anything bad about Pynchon. And I was, and I read a part of uh, Against the Day, which is like an underread Pynchon book, I kind of think that I think is really good, and like just a good piece of writing. So what, what, what did I, what did I, how did I offend the Pynchon people? Or if someone would ask me, I'm just curious. <clears throat> I mean, I don't really care. They're fucking the same, you know. It's basically like why is the, why are the MLs mad at me or whatever the fuck? Why why are the anarcho-communists mad at me? It's like it's all the same thing. 
It's like being in the pension subreddit. It's all just, it's all just book clubs. They don't like me. Well, fuck them. Suck my dick. That's my answer. You can read, you can read pension or you can watch this fucking live stream. Which one are you doing? Which one of you motherfuckers is reading uh, Gravity Rainbow right now instead of w watching me? The answer is zero. And that's true even though there's a goddamn Cheeto in the White House. Uh, they don't like how I get twisted. Well, I mean, some people can't handle the twistedness. I think John Collins, my friend John Collins, is the person I trust most to tell me what pinching means. He seems like he vibes it. And, uh, and Corpse and Orbit on Twitter, of course, him too. Those are my, uh, and Boris, and, uh, yeah, those guys are my conciliaries on, on pension. Oh, no, not the, not the fash, not the pipeline, guys. Yeah, why haven't you talked enough about the, uh, the Chapo to, uh, the Chapo to, uh, pension pipeline? Because that's got to be a thing, right? At least one person has had has felt like they were required. To, I know, I know. I literally, from being on the show, the only reason I've ever read Dune, I know Dune is not as good as anything by Pynchon by a million years, but it's almost as hard to read as Pynchon is, because of how like just clunky and and poorly put together it is as prose. But I read the fucking thing because I was sick of not getting the references that him and Will were making. Felix and Will, uh, Will kept just talking about shouldn't shut the fuck up about like. Duke and Traides and the sleeper being awakening. I'm like, alright, this is, what the fuck's going on? Like, I only knew from that awful fucking David Lynch movie that didn't even make sense. So I read the whole fucking book. The only, the first one. I'm not going to read the rest of it. I'll just go with the Wikipedia summaries from that one. Prose was so sloggy. But what I'm saying is, literally just being on the show made me read that awful book. So I gotta believe at least one person has read Pynchon because they've, uh, listened to the show, which means that there is a if someone would say that, if I could get one person to say, yeah, I, uh, I wanted to get a reference or something, or someone made a recommendation, so I read a pension book. If someone says that, and they could, like, even if you just had, like, a screenshot of a pension book, uh, that would be more of a real, real pipeline than the Chapo to Fash pipeline, which these people imagine exists and have never exi shown example. I don't want to dig this back up again, because, I mean, obviously this was not a close contest. This was a destruction... There's no need to uh, be uh, uh, ungentlemanly about it, but um, it is funny that if I had to, I would it would have an e it would, I would have an easier time making an empirical argument for the existence of a chap. There's certainly a Chapo to Dune pipeline, but that's uh, sort of obvious and easy because, like I said, you can just read the Wikipedia pages. Oof. shouldn't have done that. Oh, well. Oh, boy. Ugh. How are you guys doing? Alright, this is an interesting one. go back in time and kill any one person who would they be I mean you can't just say who obviously because you have to say when I mean we just talked about uh, assassin 33 for that very reason killing Hitler or killing baby Jesus 
is way different than killing Jesus on the cross. It's way different than killing Jesus uh, in uh, the garden. Um, so the question is when? And who? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to imagine any one person affecting anything enough to be meaningful, so it has to matter to you, like not in the long durée, right? Because the fact is, it's like, if you go by the long durée, nobody's individual uh, preference for any one uh, outcome over another should be privileged. Because how could it stack up in the weight of time? It has to be privileged by its present situation, by the acuteness of it as a sensation, right? Like, that's it, you know? Uh, that's, an, that, that's, a, that's a utilitarian observation that can't be denied. I mean, I, I understand that you could have, like, a, a religious uh, uh, disinclination to believe that, you know, if you believe in ancestor worship or whatever, but the, the reality is is that present feelings, emotions, are more uh, real to us than both abstracted away from us in person and in time. So I don't know. I can't, it's hard to, so it would have to be, well, basically, this is my way of saying, it would have to be somebody in my very near timeline. Because on the long, could you really ask, in the long stretch, if you really pulled back, pulled back and examined this moment in history, the way that we, most of us who aren't like uh, very specific historians of specific moments, the way we regard history with the same sweep, the way that we view, like say something, the way that, what we freight with was the words the Ottoman Empire, or the Roman Empire for that matter. How much time that word, that, that, that phrase, in our head, what that means. The amount of time and space, the amount of human lives that that encompasses. And then in that mental little nugget. Imagine we're in that same nugget for someone else. Thinking about like, you know, who stopped Hitler from taking power, or didn't stop Hitler, or uh, 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 the Battle of Tours, or uh, if only uh, Hitler had been killed, or whatever the fuck. Like, any of it would matter in the long scheme. No, because those things are determined by forces beyond any of our individual reckoning. The long durée. Periods are in our mind. We create pyramids out of chaos. The long durée is the only reality, or the only thing close. It's the white whale. It's, it's, it's recognition of the other. That's it. That's the only reality. That's the only real thing. And that's the thing that haunts all of our moments on Earth. And that's what's represented by the Pacific Ocean, by Moby Dick, by Judge Holden. It's the recognition of the other. That's the only real thing. Everything else is just intellectualizing around that. Just building sediment around it. Uh. Oh boy. How you guys doing? Let's see what's going on. I don't know if I'm being very helpful today. Man, these questions are so interesting because they go from such a fucking gamut from like 
very specific small board political questions to shit like, you know, questions of essential nature and, and like, like, the questions that ask you deeply to reckon with who you are. And then shit like, oh, do you think Biden's going to follow through on his Medicare uh, 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 pledge or whatever the fuck? Oh, boy. There's a goddamn Cheeto in the White House. How are you supposed to deal with that? There's a goddamn Cheeto, guys. Why there were so many serial killers in the 70s? That is really the interesting question, isn't it? And what it is, is it's, it's, why were there serial killers in the 1980 or the 1890s? Why were there serial killers in the Victorian era? It's this hinge points. It's where the, it's where, uh, the, uh, the, the hinges start moving. Things start rubbing against each other. Things start popping off like bits of uh, accumulated calcium and uh, rust. <sighs> See, people assuming Trump's going to win, uh, hilarious to me. He could absolutely lose. In fact, at this point, I would put money on him losing. I mean, I wouldn't put a lot of money on it, and I probably wouldn't get very good odds, but I'd put money on him losing. I don't know, maybe I'd get good odds, depending on how convinced people are that because of how obviously terrible Biden is that Trump must get reelected. It's like, I mean, if this hadn't happened and we were still cruising and, like, you know, the Fed was still weakened Bernie-izing the American economy uh, across the finish line, which it would want to do, you know, it's it's liked having Trump as president. It doesn't really see any... Why change horses in midstream from the point of view of capital? That means that all, the, like, the, the right levelers have been held and, like, you don't have to worry that they're going to the rug out from under you the way that the Fed did against poor Richard Nixon in uh, 1960. Well, the, the, I mean, you could say, like, the proximate reason Nixon lost in 60 is because the Fed refused to do short-term uh, uh, interest rate shit uh, to stop the uh, 1958, 58-59 uh, uh, recession. Uh, and he always, that was one of the other, one of the Eastern establishments that uh, conspired against him with their boy, with their pretty boy. Uh, JFK. And that's why he was so free when he was in office to do whatever it took to fucking cook the books and was willing to go off the fucking gold standard for once and all and end uh, the Bretton Woods system and float the currency. But anyway, what I'm saying is, is that those same Fed forces that have, that, that have been keeping things going, they're gonna, they'd be fine with Trump being president. And so, uh, you know, uh, 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 the, the Joe Biden we have, sex predator, uh, uh, senile monster, mum, uh, uh, living mummy, corrupt uh, Dracula, uh, he would uh, lose. But this is an unprecedented situation. And the people blame this motherfucker for what's happened, and with him going out in public and telling people to inject fucking bleach into their bodies, it's like you can say whatever you want about what he actually said, you can say whatever you want about the media and how they are out to get him, which is true. But I'm sorry, you watch the video of that, and that is what is indicting. And I think that's one of the reasons that this actually punched. I don't agree with Paul Krugman that this is the moment people turn around. Shut up. He's an idiot. But what I think, because what his followers think of him is, I think, beyond the can of anybody in New York. And, like, presuming to say anything is, is fraudulent. Um, but what they can say, I think, because they're, they're, they're easy, they can understand Trump, like, a lot of these East Coast people, I think the reason that they fuck up in talking about Trump and understanding Trump 
is because they second-guess themselves. Because they get Trump. Because they he's one of them. But then the fact that he has all these regular Americans who they don't understand and are scared of, but on his side, it makes them second-guess themselves. And then they start like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is he really? What do you think? No, he is. It's just because of this fucking idiot, literal idiot box we put in front of people for fucking 20 hours a day. Their brains have been turned into fucking uh, Velveeta. You know, it's, it's, that's it. You don't have to, like, try to second-guess yourself. But anyway, what that means is that uh, is that you can see in his face when he goes out there and says, yeah, put inject the chlorine, put the bleach under your skin, and then has to come out and say, no, I was kidding. Now he's, now they're saying he's going to not do the... Uh, he was loving those things. Every day, get the bebop and scat, that's his whole milieu. That's the only thing he likes about being president is the camera's on him and riffing. Uh, everything else sucks, and he hates it. Being in meetings and signing things, he hates but but having the cameras on and him talking in front of especially a crowd of rubes lick, lapping it all up, he loves that. And in a room, and he can't do that anymore. He can't get like, he can't get the crowds to give him back his mana. So it's just this room full of East Coast, you know, rootless cosmopolitans just giving him the old, uh, giving him the same jaundiced eye they would have given him at, uh, you know, across the table, uh, across the uh, the the. the Across the floor at, uh, uh, at Sardi's or whatever the fuck, or like at a, at the Vanity Fair party, they would give him the same like, ugh. But because he's got those guys with him, it's like I don't know. It's like the fucking Hell's Angels showed up. But anyway, this is all a way to say people might start blaming him for this if his only response is drink bleach. Then people are going to be like, even the Mumra man, even the the, the fucking. The mummy man. The, the rape mummy man. At least he's got a party behind him that maybe will have more of an idea of what to do than the people who just let this asshole go on TV for four hours a day and say, maybe drink bleach. So that's why I say, anybody who says Trump's gonna win, I think they're, they've kind of allowed him to hypnotize them a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, it doesn't mean they're gonna lose either. The people who, obviously, that, that we assume, I'm saying going the other way, is also incorrect. How can you say this election is going to happen if it's going to happen? It's beyond my confidence. I, I'm not going to give money on whether the election happens, let alone either way, who would win. <coughs> ah, shit. Uh, I will reiterate, somebody asked me about Jesse Ventura, I'm going to reiterate a little bit on Jesse Ventura, and then I'll talk about the Kims. Jesse Ventura, presidential election doesn't matter, he is methadone. I said this on the, the, AC, AD, uh, the Assassin 33 episode, but I think we cut it, so I want to say it here then, and maybe I'll say it on the next episode I'm on, because I really want to get this across. It's like, yeah, I was saying, sure. You know, vote for Jesse Ventura. People freak out. They're like, well, he's not a socialist. And if you're going to go through party, well, Howie, Howie Hawkins is a real trade unionist. And Gloria Oliva is part of a party. You know, so socialism liberation connected to, you know, real Marxist Leninist. It's like, stop it. That is the voodoo. That's the nonsense talk of, of and crank idiocy. That's the that's the organ grinder's we monkey wheel of electoral politics. That gets all of the, uh, that's all the most earnest minded cranks to get along with it. You gotta ignore that sound. Like, 
you have to be willing to not dance when the tune is played. And a lot of people, that's hard because you want to move your hips. So you want to get down there. And when Bernie was a possibility, we were, everyone was in the pit. They were going nuts because those fucking wolves. But when he's out of there, I'm sorry, it's not worth dancing. You should just do something else. You honestly should do anything else, including think about what the fuck we're going to do about this because these elections aren't going to have anything to do with it. It's all going to be us. So maybe don't give a shit about this at all. This is literally a distraction. So if you are going to have to like take some of that mana you were putting into the presidential election, you can't just turn it off. That's, that's blue balls. You have to be able to manage that declension. You have to be able to manage the, uh, the osmosis, trans, the, just the, trans, the pure energy level transfer of that. And if you want to do that, a vessel to hold your excess uh, orgone energy there uh, could be Jesse Ventura. Because he's cool. Uh, he's a pimp. Uh, he was actually a kind of effective governor of the state of Minnesota. He got a light rail uh, through in uh, the Twin Cities, which is way more than uh, 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 Jim Doyle could say in, in Wisconsin. That guy was the fucking... He was a two-term Democratic governor before uh, a Walker, uh, and he didn't fucking get light rail through in two terms. He and what I think matters most is that like one of the reasons Bernie was a vehicle was because it was he was he was a media identity and you need to get people through their understanding of themselves in the world and I'm sorry it's the media we don't want that to be the case but it is the case we have to acknowledge the reality of media and so that means we have this phenomenon that we can deal with it's like that's why all third party shit like well Gloria Reaver or Howie Hawkins like no. These, this is just for you. This is not, this is for you. This is not for them. It has to be for them. And Bernie was for them. And Jesse Ventura, hypothetically, not in this world, but in another world, things a little different. Jesse Ventura could be, absolutely, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger could have been if the fucking stupid Constitution had been written differently. Donald, do you think Donald Trump beats uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? He maybe beats him in a primary. But seriously, Schwarzenegger could have run as a Democrat in 2016 and annihilated Trump. He would have won the nomination and he would have destroyed Trump. Does anyone want to doubt any of that? Anyone? I mean, I know counterfactuals are stupid, but come on. If Schwarzenegger changes legislation, changes to Democrat, runs against Hillary, runs in the general, destroys it. And what I'm saying is, like, that didn't happen and there's a lot of reasons that it, not just the Constitution that that didn't happen, and but things a little differently, that could happen. Things a little differently, Jesse Ventura could happen. Acting like any of this is outside of reality is silly at this point. But, like I said, this is just a fun brain thing to do, to give yourself something to do that used to be concentrating on the presidential election. It's not like you were trying to fuck to make a baby there. Like a little... A little I don't know, whatever you wanted to call it. We haven't found a name for it yet. Maybe a little social a little social democracy baby, but other people are like, actually, no, uh, foolish sock tam. Uh, in the, inside this uh, social democracy baby you think you're incubating is actually a, uh, a worker's, uh, uh, work, a working class baby who's going to, uh, from the uh, inners of insufficient social democracy, will burst forth this uh, new class mobilization baby. Uh, and then now, that will create communism. Whatever the fuck. You thought you were going to create something out of that. This is sterile. This is nutting into a sock. And that's fine. Sometimes you got to nut into a sock. But that's it. 
you're jacking off. And that's what we should recognize all electoral post-Bernie politics as, and specifically whether or not you want to say for mean purposes and as a blow-off of steam that uh, Jesse Ventura is epic and root for him. Because, one, those things are not insuff- not non-significant factors of politics. I think you can't acknowledge now, you could not deny now that those things have real power. Whatever material reality is generating them and, and determines them, they have at like the, 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 at the point of, at, at the at the point of like determining narrow outcomes, they absolutely have influence. So like as a way and, and as a way to think about power, as a way to think about the media and its relationship to politics, the way it relates to uh, yeah, like the difference between a performer and a politician, uh, uh, like understanding that difference and like utilizing different facets of celebrity for different political ends, all of those things can be interrogated through the Vegetti Ventura for President concept, which is why, as a place for your excess uh, 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 enthusiasms, as I guess they used to say in the 19th century, have a little fun with Jesse. I will be. I have to do more than most because this is literally my job, as absurd and ridiculous and short-lived as that might be. Um... Before anyone thinks that means, oh, he's saying the Chapo's going away, it's like, I mean, who knows what's not going away. It's not about the show, it's about how, like, it only exists in a certain um, economic context that might not exist uh, in the near future. (laughs) But either way, that could be good. Like, what if it is war communism, you know? What if we do get, like, a fucking carnation revolution? I would be happy to do that. I would absolutely give this stupid life up, go up to the fucking, uh, get... I mean, I literally am disabled. That's funny. Like, I act, I never pulled a card, and it's not on my bio, and I hate that politics of it, but I literally am disabled. If anyone has met me, they know that I'm not physically able, so I'm not going to be able to, you know, hoe as many, uh, as many acres of potatoes as maybe somebody else, but whatever you need me to do, I would do, and I'd be happy to do it. If anyone had me wanted to do anything that is within my physical ability, I would do it. I do not demand to be anime appraiser. I swear to God. I do not demand to be anime appraiser. I will do some actual physical labor. Booty <sighs> pushing booty pencils? What's the matter, Cohegan? Uh, I think I actually answered this question about my favorite Ottoman, Ottoman Sultan before, but I'll do it again. Selim the Grim. Uh, I feel like he gets widely underrated, considering he doubled the size of, uh, of the, uh, he doubled the size of the Ottoman Empire in an eight-year period. That's, I mean, come on, that's amazing. And it was consolidated too. It's not like with Trajan. Like, yeah, Trajan took um, the Roman Empire to its farthest extent, but they started trimming that immediately. I mean, Hadrian's Wall was put up after Trajan conquered. Caledonia to be like, all right, yeah, but we know realistically where our writ goes. Same thing with the Middle East. That didn't happen. He, he held it. He held North Africa until the Mamluks rebelled, like, centuries later. He held, uh, he held uh, the Caucasus for a while. So, yeah, I gotta give it to Selim the Grim, even though not a lot of fun at parties, didn't last very long, got owned by his kid, very uh, poetically.
This is an interesting question. Somebody says, was Charles Bronson the last, the best actor to get pigeonholed in reactionary action movies? One, it's a good question because I'm trying to think of other people who fit that description. Who else is like a reactionary movie star? Uh, Charles Bronson, definitely. John Wayne, yeah. Who else? Are there any other, like, Clint Eastwood, I think, yeah. Not, like, more thoughtfully, obviously. Like, he is, uh, like, like, Eastwood is clearly, like, a more progressive figure than uh, Johnny, 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 John Wayne was. Like, in every sense, like, uh, uh, I mean, uh, John Wayne was a, was a uh, very hypocritical, uh, 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 a decency monger, and Eastwood was much more of a like California guy, like a, a swinging uh, '60s dude. Uh, ask Sandra Locke; she'll tell you, or she could have before she died. Um, but anyway, but he was—it was the same. It was the same values, like just modified, uh, given like the dissolution of uh, the social uh, mores that it held under Wayne, like recognizing the difference in culture. But who else? Who else? And then Bronson is sort of like the the like the the caveman version of that. Like Bronson is the unreconstructed chunk. Like if Eastwood is the uh, all right, this is interesting because they emerged around the same time as like stars, seventies, eighties, Death Wish and Dirty Harry. And Dirty Harry is the civilized Eastwood. It's it's or I mean Wayne. Uh, it's John Wayne's American civilized and a synth John Wayne's America uh, American synthesizing modernity. Like that's what that's what uh, that's what uh, Eastwood was. That's what Dirty Harry was. Bronson, Kersey, was the was that slug, was the reactionary slug, the excess that had to get jettisoned to create Eastwood. So that's what the Death Wish movies were, and 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 and, and, and of course, I mean that that follows too because Dirty Harry is an actual police officer, and he never actually does anything in the movies that's illegal. He's tough. And of course, like liberals and like attorneys and elite types might say what he's doing is wrong, but he doesn't break the law unless he very absolutely has to, and always in the service of greater good. Uh, Bronson is explicitly a vigilante who is not a cop, does not abide by laws, murders people with impunity, like a guy who, would, who a guy who was the villain in a Dirty Harry movie. The bad guys in, I believe it's Magnum Force, are cops. Tim Matheson, a young Tim Matheson as the ringleader, who are uh, killing bad guys secretly. Uh, they murder an evil pimp and uh, pornographers and stuff. Um, and Dirty Harry kills them all. He's like, he's putting it back in the container. You know, it's like these are these are the restraints that we need for a for a uh, stable masculinity that can still persist at the top of the economic, like, that's totally accepted because we're not challenging that. This is all about a cultural reconfiguration. Power will still be distributed as it always has. Money will still be distributed as it always has. Excess uh, surplus, to put it in the most uh, blunt terms, surplus will be distributed as it always has. Uh, so that's all taken care of. The question is, where do we fit on the on the, uh, on the the stagecoach? <laughs> like, where are we on the stagecoach? And, you know, John Wayne, he's got to be, he's got to be in shotgun. Fuck you. That's the only spot for him. Women, women, and like drunk Indians uh, uh, in the cat in uh, in the actual uh, uh, stagecoach. I'm, I'm up here with shotgun. Eastwood's like maybe I'm in the back. Maybe maybe give the girl a gun. That's funny. She's in bloomers and she's got a 
double barrel, like Aunt May. Um, a little corncob pipe. Uh, so it's all about like where you can like feel comfortable on the cart as it continues, you know, exploiting and exporporating and, and hyper-exploiting and, and, and creating surpluses that are turned into these cultural curios and artifacts that you can value more or less based on your individual tastes, which are, of course, all determined by the culture that produces them. Blah, blah, blah. And so... The synthesis, the, so like the the police state uh, harbingered by uh, by Dirty Harry comes into being, the the carceral state we we know as now the tough on crime, war on uh, war on drugs American police state, and carceral state to go along with it because you're arresting these people. What could I be doing to you? Like that's the real thing. It's like yes, we're still keeping the lines of uh, of property, and we're still enforcing them arbitrarily at the at. Uh, to the benefit of accumulated just heredity, basically. Dressed up with different words, but heredity. Total, just something that is clearly wrong. That cries out for uh, for redress in the heart of any, like, a human being. So it has to be countermand. Which is what culture is there to help do. So yeah, so that creates Harry Callahan and the civilized masculine dominance but that leaves the excess, and that's Bernie Getz, and that's John Kersey, and that's Charles Bronson. Boom. He is the cast-off slug of unreconstructed Neanderthal white male masculinity that must be discarded if one is to create uh, a synthesis. Now, the problem is there's so much other shit in the gears that that deal <laughs> didn't work out as smoothly as anybody on any part of it thought it would. And that means that all of the the detritus, the throw-off, the runoff, the stuff that's, you know, uh, endemic to any kind of mechanism. I mean, it's, it, you know, graft and shit builds up in the, the pipes of a car engine. Same with carbon and things build up. Same thing as that. So yeah, Bronson. He is really the uh, he's the last like right wing action star. Because I feel like for the most part, like mainstream culture, they agree that you're going to get the benefit of a budget that's going to get you talked about as in our understanding high of uh, what like constitutes like a mass culture, like at the level of a Seagal or something. I think politics has been suppressed. I think like we're seeing like. Trump kind of represents this excess, this like cultural, con this uh, these tension zones that are unresolved. That are supposed to be resolved by uh, by the market. Honestly, they're supposed to get paid off for. You're supposed to bribe them into being. Those bribes aren't happening anymore because there's not enough money to make the payoffs because the system isn't producing them. And this all started in the '70s with the the, uh, the stagflation crisis, the energy crisis, the the, the profitability crisis of capitalism. This has been in since. Uh, that's the only way to understand uh, the last four years of politics is a one crisis uh, that has been in persistence since then. Uh, and in America, in the short-term uh, domestic politics sense, the way that's been resolved, the crisis has been resolved through short-term bubble in inflations. 
defense industry in the 80s, tech in the 90s. But when that gets disrupted, there's no more, you know, the money's got to come from somewhere. And it came from uh, labor, working, it, it came from uh, uh, the money that had to come from somewhere because the money in this case meaning profit. It's, it's like either we're losing profit or we're getting it else from somewhere else. And the first obvious answer was from labor. And so that's what they started doing. And from labor in the cultural terms means the people who are supposed to be signing off on all these cultural arrangements. And the thing that makes those uh, those trade-offs uh, acceptable is that they are accommodate. They come with material uh, 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 raises and circumstances that make those kind of cultural things matter less because you're comfortable. Shit like that matters more to the degree to which you're in. You know, uh, you're in general pain. Your your life is generally uh, uh, constrained and 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 defined by uh, lack and by uh, fear and like all negative emotions like. If if you um, the degree to which your life is like determined by those is the degree to which like things like that, that matter because it's literally all you, it's like everything is in front of you and it's the only thing that matters. You can feel more magnanimously the less the degree to which things are more comfortable. And so as the as that lubricant as the as the material lubricant went away because like that process has been happening like all these like oh look at the every single person who like does a meme where they show look at how cool guys back then were and they were all masculine and alpha if you went back then older guys were saying look at these fucking pussies look at these fucking pussies these guys used to be cool you can go back literally to ancient Rome and see that because it's an inherent process it's a civilizational process it is a it's a it's a dialect for fucking. Pro it's dialectical. Just if you if you understand it as that, it get robs of a lot of. It gets robbed of a lot of the emotional stuff that makes it so hard. Honestly, like that uh, to sound. I don't want to be like, hey man, get over it. But like, get dialectical. And a lot of this stuff doesn't really. I don't even. I just. How do you even care? And of course, like yes, this is all based on the back of hyper exploitation elsewhere. It's just that it was distributed among the top level more equitably. And there's nothing virtuous about any of this. And this is the thing that needs to get understood and that people, because the thing is, this is all this, all this, all we're talking about, all this language and our understanding of third world exploitation, all those things are only consumed and metabolized by liberal subjects, by people at the top of this fucking food chain. So they have to, uh, uh, they have to rationalize it somehow. It's built in. So, uh, that's why, if you think of it dialectically, man, it's hard to get too wrapped up in any of this shit. But then, that's because you're comfortable. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, this is all about how... But what, 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 what I mean by that is that, like, if the people who are on the bottom, if they were on the top, they wouldn't be good by virtue of the fact that they used to be on the bottom. They would still suck. They'd be, the t they'd be bad because they'd be exploiting. The fact that they were suffering would not make them exploiting good. And that is a fundamental misunderstanding that undergirds like ninety percent of uh, of like of, of surface level understanding of things like identity politics and privilege theory. It's all based on the idea that it would be better if someone who was oppressed does an oppression, um, and I think that's wrong, and I don't agree with that. And I feel like if you don't accept that as a beginning principle, it, it can undermine your entire approach to politics. But anyway. All this is just to mean is that the reason that these that these things are thrown off uh, your Elliot Rogerses and your Pepe's and your your your, your little uh, little 
creepy uh, uh, anhedonic little toadlet class, it's because you can't buy them off anymore. Because it's not, you can't give, it's, like, it's not because we changed culturally. It's because it's no longer, uh, invi- you literally can't have a one family household. You're going to have two parents, three kids. I mean, forget that, forget all that, even forget like the mid-century, uh, you know, uh, consumer aspect of it. Even if you said, no, don't, I, don't, I don't even need a lawn, I don't need all that bullshit that was really all Madison, Madison Avenue's uh, 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 brainwashing. Uh, it was not actually part of any traditional lifestyle. Uh, um, if you throw that away and say, I just want to be able to raise a family on an income, you couldn't do it. It's impossible. So it creates new things about that. And one of them is, is that actually women... It's good, it's not only is it good to work, or I mean, not only, no, you don't have to work, uh, actually it's great that you should work, and uh, it's empowering, and it's the, not only is it empowering, it's the only place to get genuine work. Congratulations. But it's all because there was no more, because they had, they got it from labor, because they couldn't get it from, uh, from the market anymore, because of the, because of things like the energy crisis, the, the change in the energy market. Anyway, so it was uh, defense in the night, Reagan, and then there was the first bot-com bubble, which happened before 9-11, uh, which then coincidentally and very happily, for some people, created a new sort of Keynesian military uh, budget uh, justification to, to do like an 80s defense build-up again, on top of which you did a uh, another speculative uh, uh, housing bubble and a speculative tech bubble, both, of course, of course, embedded in the spending created and the, the, the network of uh, companies and budgets and, uh, and the created by the war on terror um, and that yeah so there you go Whoo! wow I mean the thing is none of this is really brain mind blowing or anything this is all pretty self explanatory But it's also hard to put together, man, because they really don't want you to think of it all together. They want you to think of it all as discrete little questions. And then you can have discrete good guys and bad guys. And then you can have discrete uh, personal investments and emotional attachments that can accrue to one or the other. And then over time, you can confuse your sympathy in a situation with some objective moral uh, stance, or more importantly, an objective like uh, material uh, insistence. Not the same thing. Uh, Bronson was a good actor. I mean, come on, he was the last. He was the last. But anyway, yeah. So like, a guy like Bronson now couldn't be a movie star. A guy like Bronson now would have to be. He would have to be like a YouTube guy, or more realistic. I mean, realistically, he wouldn't be an actor at all. He'd be a fucking steel worker, or he'd be an out of work steel worker. He'd be like he'd have uh, he'd have like two kids with uh, fentanyl addictions, and he would you know be a part time Walmart greeter. Uh, with a fucking, uh, you know, who's end-stage alcoholic. That would be the reality of uh, of the Mr. Majestic, Charles Bronson, if he would, like, the version of him now. But if there was a cultural version of him now, it would be just, like, as an echo of him, as, like, a crude puppet created by his, uh, ne- like, his slightly better-off suburban failed nephews and stuff. Like, holding up these, like, literally, like, dead... Like Day of the Dead, uh, uh, giant uh, 
uh, puppets. Like that's the that's their that's that's the real, you know, like the, the their old their their grandparents' shirts filling them up with what at the end of the day is just pure fantasy of that it's something regurgitate that they are only building out of. Like it's a it's a thing they're literally making a effigy. They're making an effigy of like their fathers, out of like the bone meal spit out by the machine. But they are. Whatever that would be, whatever disgusting bone meal and spit mummy would come out of that process, it would be a YouTube guy, or it would be uh, a school shooter, or I don't know. It, it would be, it would, it would not be, it would not have imprature. That's what, that's what it basically means. It would have to be unspoken of. It would have to be the subaltern, uh, and it would have to be destroyed. But the thing is, is that it's going to keep conflict is never going to end because. The source of the conflict is the increased uh, friction. And you're not gonna unless you put in, unless you're gonna grease up. You gotta grease it up, and there's no grease. <laughs> Spit on your hand. There's nothing, and so it's just gonna keep spraying unless you under you get you literally change the fundamental like network. Problem is, is that the way you get to do that is by organizing people who are all cast off chunklets made by this fucking machine in the first place. It's tough. Hmm. Hmm. It's all stuff that makes you go, honestly. Uh, I love that Felix is doing uh, uh, NBC. I, if you'd sold me when this whole started. All right. What is Quarantine Felix going to get into? Because I, I, I know he would do relatively well. You know, like you, could, like, you can tell who you know who's doing better or worse in quarantine. It's largely the degree to which they were doing better or worse beforehand. And the worse they were doing, the better they're probably doing in quarantine and vice versa. Uh, and since, you know, Felix was always sort of in a crisis state, just like kind of anhedonic, uh, and then needing like short-term fixations to sort of get, stimulate enough interest in him to keep like thinking life is like going through. He's talked about this on the show, you know. The, the dance between uh, meaning and uh, uh, novelty. Um, and so it's always it's going to spin on something, you know? It's like barstool sports or uh, or 12-year-old uh, YouTube kids or uh, whatever. Landing on NBC primetime shows. Didn't see that one coming. But I'm glad, he's, I'm glad he has it. And I'm glad he's having a good time. Like, for me, doing these has been my thing. And it's been very helpful because I was like a couple weeks in, I was starting to feel the flywheels coming off, and this is like help because like I don't think I've gone. I I, I literally have lost track of it. <laughs> and when I think of like how long I've been doing any one thing, I don't know, man. It just feels like I've been in a tunnel this entire time. It just feels like I've been in a gigantic tunnel, just like standing here this entire time. So I have fucking I have no idea what time or place is, but I don't think I've stopped. I've missed one of these in. Um, I mean, I might not have put them all on YouTube, but I don't think I've been doing one for at least like half an hour, at least half an hour, for weeks, and I'm hoping to do it for the rest of the quarantine time, and maybe turn it into something after that, I don't know, but short term, what I want to do is put it on uh, Twitch, which I need a little bit more help with the computer shit to do, but once we've got it figured out, this will be coming to Twitch, which will be great, more interaction and stuff, and it'll like be easier to put onto YouTube, because... Apparently it's kind of annoying that uh, for Chris to get these off of here and put on YouTube. I know I could be doing that, but do you yell at me? I'm an old man. I don't understand such things. 
you get, get my ear, you talk about the button and the thing. I can't download things. I don't know. People like, I was talk, complaining about how your computer hears you say you want to see a movie or it sees you type, hey, look, hey, have you seen that in a while? And then it goes into your uh, streaming services and it removes them from, from the queue so you have to purchase them or rent them. I 100% believe that's true. And I've had enough people like say some things like that happen to them to make me think, yeah, that's true. Um, what was I saying? Shit, I forgot what that meant. But yeah, no, they're doing that. They're doing that to us. Uh, the thing is, there's no way, there's no escape. And I was like, oh no, don't go on Twitch. It's like, yeah, but here I am on Instagram. It's all just one giant throbbing tunnel that we're all being fed into. Here it is. There's, that's all there is. Hello. Hello. I see you. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay safe.